0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app
1: and anytime
0: on demand wherever you get your
1: podcasts. That's exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> I was just telling, telling your buddy about certain things that we do. It's like, you know, that's a complete waste of time. Like, what do you mean? But in any case, it's life has changed. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. You feel me? Feel ya i uh, got to start out uh, – I wasn't going to start out today, but, you know, the Twins did win a good game last night, so I'm not going to do a whole sports deal, but I just tip it a cap to the Twins because they were getting their ass kicked again. Their, their middle relief is dreadful. we got to do something about that middle relief. It's just not good.
2: Yeah, I had a friend of mine who's from uh, northern Minnesota text me last night because I am a Brewers fan, and he was like, how, how you like that? How you like that? Walk off home run against the Brewers. How you like that? I was like, oh, my God, wait, the Twins actually got a hit? let yeah. alone a home run oh, and, a, yeah. and a
3: win. Impressive. And then he was
2: like, okay, yeah, I guess, I guess yeah. Don't be gloating too much
1: there, bud. <laughs> Don't forget. Well, there is that. But, yeah, so I mean, it's great. They won the game, thank God, tip of the cap. But, uh, like I said, it just, boy, it's frustrating to watch. Well, it's baseball, though. It's always like that. 162 games, you're going to get happy. You're going to get sad. You're yeah. going to get pissed off. You're going to get everything. It's just, that's how that sport works. But tip of the cap to the Well, tw- they up now by about a game and a half. I think so. Oh, mm-hmm. jumping out there. And they'd be in dead last place in the AL East, right?
2: Yeah, they're like 13 and a half games behind the Indians or
1: something. <laughs> oh, Aww. man. One of them, I know that. Yeah. Ah, what the hell? You can, you can only do what you can do. Is that not right?
3: You can only do what you can do. Well,
1: that's what I was thinking in any case. That's what
3: I always say.
1: I know. That's why I, well, I learned it from you. That's where <laughs> I got it. And it's, I got to tell you one thing. And again, you, you know, you watch the news. Oh, matter of fact, um, I was thinking about, do we have any spot today to talk to Michael Bryant for a few minutes? Boy, we yeah. are loaded up. Yeah. You don't, you don't even tell me now. Just
3: stick him in the 8 if o'clock. He, if you can do it. Right? Don't you think the 8, 8
2: a.m. to 8.15? Uh, we could. We usually have Kristen there now. Yeah, Kristen's there now. Yeah. Now, like I but, said, we'll work it out. No big yeah. deal. I just talked to Michael on the way in, and it's just... Is he up now? Because we could probably
1: do right now.
3: (laughs) He's always up. He probably is up now. I'll text him and see if he can come on. Okay.
1: Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Good idea. See, that's why it's a team effort.
3: Well, it was your idea. That's why.
1: (laughs) No, not to call him right now was not my idea. See, that's the big difference between me and you. You have a massive ego, and I don't. Oh, yeah. That's a, it's, yeah. Hu- it's a huge Listen to Rudy the laugh. Huge dip right there. there you go.
4: Listen, that's the hardest I've ever heard that's
1: him because laugh. Because it's true. He knows when he hears the truth. <laughs> That's the huge difference right there. Right there. I just sit here meek and mild and go, okay, whatever you guys want. And you're like, here's what we're doing. Here's
3: the problem. Here's
1: how we're taking care of it right now.
3: I hate you so much.
1: Oh, I no, you hate Uncle Tommy. Never. No, you hate your Uncle Tommy.
3: Then I, then I hate thyself.
1: Yeah, there you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. In any case, uh, yeah, maybe if we can track down Michael Bryant, that'd be great. I, I talked to him on the way in, so I know he's awake that I do. Well, he's, matter of fact, he's been awake since about four o'clock this morning. He's got a lot of work to do. But yeah, I wouldn't mind getting his take on this, because, and again, let, let me talk about this while you're trying to get a hold of him, because this is my whole point anyway. So I do tune in the, the news. You have to turn in the national news to see what's going on with this whole situation, and who's going here, and who's going there, and everybody hates everybody else, and oh my God, everything's horrible, and you should just go hang yourself, and another gun battle over here, another gun battle over there, and then, oh boy, somebody had a garden party, so we better kill them in their own yard. And then things like this happened yesterday. Yesterday was Sagey's fifth birthday.
3: Mm -hmm. Okay,
1: you went to Louie Nanny's restaurant, Tavern 23, for a little dinner.
3: Oh, fun.
1: Which was really good, and I have... This is a third generation, because I, when this game came out, I was 10 years old, I believe, maybe 11, 10 or 11. I loved this game. So we're over at Target shopping for, for something to buy him for his birthday, you know, another side gift or whatever. And I spotted this game, and I said, oh, my God, and Catherine went, oh, me too, we just love that game. Our kids love the game. And now the third generation, and one of the biggest reasons I'm, I'm bringing this up is because both kids, Fawn and Sage, called and said, Oh, we're gonna play it right now. It's so exc we're so excited about this. It's the game Mousetrap. Oh. Remember Mousetrap? I I love that
2: game.
3: Yeah, I don't remember ever playing it. Really? I just remember no no oh. no no. I just remember setting up the trap. Like oh, I don't yeah. know how the actual <laughs> game works. Yeah. But I remember in detail and that fridge, the guy Getting flung into the or no the fridge, um the the tub. The guy getting oh, yeah, flung yeah. into the tub and like boom boom, and then it rattles down. And how exciting that was! Isn't that
1: cool though? A 60-year-old game. You yeah. got a seven-year-old and a five-year-old, just ecstatic that they're gonna play mouse trap. That's so See, fun. That's what I'm looking for in life. The, look at the happiness this brought these little kids. They even called again and said, "We're gonna play mouse trap." And I said, "I got to go to bed. Leave me alone."
3: Yeah, I love that. I. I do, too. I love... I always send Sage and Fawn um, a birthday song from my dog, Robot, because she howls. (laughs) So they'll go, happy birthday, too, and she goes, oh, yes. And they're like... I know at some point, Alex is going to tell me, okay, we don't need it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I know at some point, they're going to be too old for me to send them robot singing, but... Until then, it'll
1: never be. You could send and sell me, send me that now, and I'd love it. <laughs>
3: Perfect, because like, the
1: hell wouldn't you want oh. that? Who, who wouldn't want to hear a dog singing "Happy Birthday" to you?
3: They just, I love those kiddos.
1: So, uh, Sage I don't. And I don't so know if there good. is or not, but if there is a God, thank you, God, because you made me a very happy yesterday. Mouse trap.
3: Mouse trap. Oh, what an okay. elaborate game!
1: Isn't that how life should be?
3: It's so fun. That game is so fun. It is. It's I'm a lot of fun. Alex, send me a picture if they set it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can get you one over at Target. They, they got. It. They got no, more. no, no,
3: no, no. I'll, I'll wait until her kids are done with it because then my kid acquires yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true.
1: There you go. That's a very good point. Also, Ethan's out of the mix. He doesn't get the hand. Oh, me Ethan. Down.
3: No, Ethan gets it first, so. and then, or the Ethan and Gogo can play with it together. We'll work
1: it out. It'll all work out in the end. We got Michael Bryan if you want him. Michael, I would ask you how you are, but I just talked to you about five minutes ago, so I'm not going to do that.
5: Good morning, sir.
1: Good morning. We were just talking about you know the happiness of of seeing little Sage turn five yesterday, yeah. and the excitement of playing Mousetrap and just fawny at seven. She's all excited. See, there are good things in life, and then there's Absolutely. national the national news and politics in the world. It's not just America either; it's the world. Um, so what's our latest, latest struggle we're going through now, Michael?
5: Well, we actually had the, you know, the appearance by, um, you know, the former president down in Miami yesterday and, uh, he was arraigned and what it means to be arraigned is that there was the indictment that came earlier. That's the charges and the arraignment is when they actually appear and the judge puts conditions on on if there's going to be bail, if they're going to have to sit inside, if they're going to have to post anything. Right. Um, apparently there was a big dispute about who he could talk to. Um, and um, there's there a whole back and forth about people at his club that I think the allegations are, are based upon who he told stuff to. And so he, the the, he was being prevented from talking to those people. But some of those people are like staff people. And it's a very interesting discussion to to think that, you know, if it was national secrets, that's who he was talking to him about. (laughs) And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because I don't know that, you know, nanny the server you know bob the builder can go do anything you know, that, right. You know.
1: <laughs> right i mean do you think that maybe one of these days we're gonna have to rein in our national news and i'm talking about on all sides not just far left not just far right but all of it the lying that goes on just so they can get they well first of all their ratings are terrible yeah, um, because you keep lying to the people, it's not working. Stop doing. It. How many guys lost their? Let's see: Tucker Carlson, Don Lemon, Dan Bongino. Like ten people have yeah. lost their jobs over this. Yeah.
5: Well, I, you know, as the, as the audience gets smaller, they speak to more of just their own believers, you know, and all yeah. they do is stoke whatever their own believers believe. I, the, you know, the the thing that you and I were talking about this morning, I, I was just personally bothered by national people being like making fun of not many people showing up in Miami. It's like you can't on the one hand be upset and say, oh, people show up, they're gonna riot and do these things and then alternative, make fun of people not showing up. It's like, well what do you want? Do yeah, you, right. you want people to show up or not? <laughs> right, you know and exactly. I, I, I personally was like, well cool. They didn't show up and, you know, it wasn't a, as big of a thing and that's awesome, you know. So um and let's just move on and and uh move on to the next thing, you
1: know? Yeah, and that's kinda how I'd like to go through but I suppose this has been going on forever you look back at all the lies that have been told to Americans by their president. It's just been unbelievable. You go all the way. I, I haven't made it all the way back to George Washington to check on his lies, but, but I'm getting well, there. I'll tell I you mean, that.
5: We had duels. I mean, yeah? you know, Alexander Hamilton, that's, you know, we had <laughs> duels between people and, you know, those type of things. Although some of these people, I think they might be better off if they dueled it out and just got it done. You right. know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, Faster, so. at least. The Aaron yeah. Burr method. Just the Aaron so, Burr and get her done, you exactly. know. But uh, it's uh, it, it it it's an interesting deal, and I I I'm saddened I I'm saddened for the institution. Yep. Um, oh, I agree. And you know I don't like I I don't like injuring the long term institution, whatever whatever it is. And I I've always had a concern about some of the anti government beliefs being in the long run really bad for the. Institution. Sure. You can't go into it saying, I hate all government and I'm going to be a part of it and not somehow wreck it. You know what I mean? And so, I, I there's every once in a while I'd love to sit down with some people and say, okay, just give me a version of your perfect world. I'd love to hear that. Because yeah. Yeah. I don't think no, I'd want mean. to live there. <laughs> no. no. I you know? couldn't
1: agree with you more. We just need, and it's never going to happen because they push and push and push and push and try to get people just all stoked and emotional and pissed off and it's just enough. I know what I want Mm -hmm. to do. I do a a lot of reading about this, that, and the other thing. And I got to be honest with you, I have yet to find a person that I would vote for for president. I I don't have Mm -hmm. one even yet. Now I got another year and a bit more to almost about a year and a half to find somebody to vote for. But my God, these people, it seems like the lamest class we've ever had.
5: Well, it's, uh, you know, it is, it's is—it's traveling as it does, and we got more people jumping in, and, you know, we'll see, you know, what happens. And I i think the big thing will be whether or not Biden, in the end, decides he's going to try to run again or not. Right. Um, But going to what happened yesterday, it, it's being handled right now by a magistrate judge. One of the big issues is the federal judge on the case is the one that got overturned by the Court of Appeals about some decisions that she made earlier concerning the case. And so we may have that judge recuse herself. So there's there's a scenario out there that all of this could still be going on a year from now. Right. And you know, there's people that are putting out theories that he could run for president, he could win, and then he could pardon himself. <laughs> well, um, and, <laughs> I heard that. Yes. And <laughs> and I did hear that. Like, you know, and then there's the theory of the, you know, the Sparrow Agnew theory, which I don't think would work with him. You know, the idea of look, we'll drop everything, but you just need to go away. I don't think that'll work with him. Cause I don't see him ever being okay with going away. He loves yeah. the spotlight. Oh he, yeah. He, I oh, mean, yeah. he loves this attention, you know, whatever it is, he loves this, you know, and he, he lives for this, you know, standing up and saying what he does. And so, you know, and there's a lot of people who buy it and, um, it's, um, it is, uh, it, it, I, I think it's sad for the institution, but it'll be a process that we'll see. We've never had a president, uh, you know, indicted like this. We have never had a president no. do what happened yesterday and, um, You know, it is, um, it, it, uh, it, some of it's, some of it is very, very poor advice he got. You know, there were, Mm -hmm. there were people that told him not to turn the documents back and they were told him not to do things. And I think that was horrible advice because I think that's the, the obstruction issue is the biggest issue he's got to deal with. And, um, and then he, he has that, that interesting, uh, way of not wanting to like go to Congress and testify and not you know testify in in court but then he'll right. go in front of a microphone and say you know whatever he wants to say. So
1: well we'll keep our fingers on the pulse cuz as you know I I think about 5 people should go to prison for doing this. If anybody's going to prison there should be all of them going to prison. And I'm sick to death of these people thinking they can do whatever and it's on both sides. There's no doubt about that. They think they well, can do whatever the hell they want and and we stand there and let them do it.
5: It's got to stop. Yeah. It's there's 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 some Differences in things, but I, uh, I, you know, the 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 defense of other people should be in trouble doesn't really work in law. You know, that's no, not no, I you understand really, that, but it's, it's still not I mean, fair. it works in the public eye. It works in the public eye. It, it, with some people, but it doesn't really work in the court of law. He's got to deal with his Nine. stuff and and kind of look at his own bobber in ways. Um, and then the other things that have happened, there's there's things that can be talked about there, but it's not it's not really the point of anything at the moment.
1: All right. Well, why don't we get you on again? Like uh, we could, you know, if you if you have time, maybe pop on tomorrow or, or next. We'll keep an eye on it with you. How about that?
5: Absolutely. Any any time. Any time.
1: All right, Palomino. Thank take you. Take care.
3: Bye, Mike.
1: Mike. Take, take Bryant, care, Brett. Ladies Bye. and gentlemen, Mike Maka Bryant. Michael Bryant.
3: Brett John Bryant.
1: Oh no, you've ruined the commercial forever.
3: Oh, great! They have to retire that song. <laughs>
1: We're never going to get it back. There's no question about it. That's just how it is. What's going on, Rudy?
2: Uh, we can chat with uh, Emily if you'd like. Emily's Her, with us. Yeah. Emily, how are you? Oh, hang on one second. Ah, oh, there we go. That's all right. We, there we go. We'll,
1: we'll get Emily. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: Never better. Now, Emily, um, we're gonna. One of the things we're gonna do with Acoustic Wave Therapy is I'm gonna find out how big a sense of humor the company and you have. What do you think?
0: Oh, boy. I'm ready. <laughs> she goes,
1: Oh boy, <laughs> you didn't sound too fired up about that. You know, I think to tell you the truth and Emily, I'm very serious about this. I've had, uh, two, th- would you, would you call that a treatment or what would you call it? Yeah. It is a treatment. Yep. Okay.
0: Yep. We call them treatments.
1: Okay. So I've had a couple of treatments and there are 12, uh, treatments like you have one a week for 12 weeks. Is that correct? Yeah,
0: that's typically how we
1: do it okay i wanted to make sure but uh, i got to find out right away emily whether acoustic wave therapy the company and you have a sense of humor
0: all right i think i mean i think that's up to you to decide but oh no it's not because i'm gonna be
1: here's one thing (laughs) let me let me read this part of it because i want people to understand what we're talking about uh one of our people reached out to me and said what do you think of this tom and i said yeah well i don't really have any here here's the here's the guy part you ready for the guy part emily i am you know, I don't have any erectile dysfunction myself, but, you know, I'll help other people. Is that a typical guy deal?
0: That
1: is a typical guy deal. <laughs> <laughs> See, there, you, there you go right there. So, yes, Emily, I, as you know, I don't have any problems with erectile dysfunction, but, you know, I'm, I'm I'm, of an age now where I have to start paying attention to that kind of thing. I went uh-huh. and talked to you guys over there, and I've met uh, about four or five of you now, and and— very professional, very nice, beautiful office over there on York Avenue. Uh, walk in, you're not going to, the number one thing I think for guys, when, you, when you're talking about, you know, below the waist for men, you got to be very careful because you get really touchy about that whole deal, you know. I guess oh, that, definitely. They really do. That's why they invented, like, what, what is it actually called? I don't want to say this in front of Emily because I don't know her well enough. I know her. I've met her. <laughs> but I don't, I'm just going to say it. That's why the God invented nut cups, right? Yeah. For Baseball, football, all these things. <laughs> yeah. Is that not right, Emily?
0: I think that's right, yeah.
1: What's the actual name of them, though? I don't think that's what they're called when you buy them in a store.
0: Uh, Jock straps, those?
1: Yeah, but there's like a hard shell thing that you put over that, too, <laughs> particularly catchers. Catchers wear one. And it has a name, but I can't remember. Anyway, let's get back to the acoustic wave therapy part. <laughs> so I walk in. You guys are very, very pleasant. I'm talking. Uh, One thing I also will tell you is when you get there, it's not like you're sitting around waiting for a half an hour. You get right in. You're taken care of immediately. I go in and, uh, you know, hop up on the table. It took about, what? Emily, about what, 12 minutes? Is that about what it takes? To do the treatment? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it can take anywhere from, you know, about 15 to 25 minutes. Oh, okay. Typically.
1: You know what you just said to me, Emily. What? Well, typically it could take to twenty-five minutes. In other words, Tom, I guess you're not that big a deal, so it only took twelve <laughs> minutes with because you. Because of
3: your size, exactly. It didn't take a... <laughs> Emily, okay, because I'm of so your conf- tiny
1: peen, we only had to go for twelve minutes.
3: <laughs> okay, this is a very sensitive area. In mm-hmm. this, and maybe Tom will know. Was it painful at all to it, have this?
1: It, you know what? And Emily will tell you this. They do ask you that all the time. Is this uncomfortable? Is anything like? And it was not for me at all. Really? Uh, you can yeah. tell. Now, I don't know, I, I guess plaque is the word you'd use, right? Right. So you so, can, oh, go ahead, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, men men don't typically find it painful, um, no. but we can adjust the intensity based on comfort level. And we also do offer a topical numbing spray that we could use before the treatment, but we find that most people don't need it.
3: And so... So the concept here is it uses sound waves or uh, this, this therapy. Ooh, I'm glad you brought this up. And what does it do? So it, it, this is supposed to help with vascularity, I'm guessing. What does it actually do? Yeah, so...
0: So the main cause of erectile dysfunction is just a lack of proper blood flow. Um, What happens is uh, the the arteries and veins that supply blood to the penis, they just get damaged and weak and they kind of shrink over time. And you can get like plaque buildup in there. Um, And so acoustic wave therapy uh, treats that root cause of erectile dysfunction. So what it is, it's a... It's a medical device It delivers low-intensity, high-frequency waves of energy, basically. So you place the device along the skin of the shaft of the penis uh-huh. and then right behind the testicles. And those acoustic energy waves, they can penetrate through the skin to reach those blood vessels. Um, And so they get rid of the, it gets rid of the plaque that builds up in there and it helps repair those weak or damaged blood vessels, but it also helps create new blood vessels to allow for better blood flow. That's awesome.
1: It does work. Yeah, it's
0: not invasive. There's no pills, there's no surgery, and it has no downtime.
1: That is a 100% fact. The the one thing I I would say is that I'm trying to come up with this deal, kind of like a you know those little children's uh, the play rakes they have like a lawn rake only they're yeah. real tiny. Yeah. I'm going to bring one of those in with me now cuz when you, when I have to hold up my own testicles I want to I don't want to touch my own self so I'm going to hold it up with
3: that. <laughs> That's a new level of self-hate.
1: Well, what do you think of I that? I don't even want to
3: like... hold up my own testicles. <laughs> <I> really? <laughs> you can hire somebody for that, I bet. No, I don't <laughs> want to
1: do that either, believe me. But here's what I like about it, Emily. I mean, obviously this, to, to a lot of people, might be a little unsettling or even scary for them. There's nothing mm-hmm. to be afraid of here. You go in, the people are very, very nice. It's very comfortable, got a beautiful yeah. office. It takes, like I said, for guys, you know, my size takes about one or two minutes. For a guy with a normal size penis, it's about 20 minutes. <laughs> Is that what you're saying, Emily?
3: Um, and then, Emily, how many, do people start seeing results like that for the first time? Or does it take a few times? How many treatments?
0: Yeah so um kind of like Tom was saying we do usually we do a treatment a week for 12 12- week so okay. 12 total treatments and and you know it can vary but typically what we notice is anywhere you know around third or fourth treatment people are going to start noticing you know an improvement and it's it should just build from there so you know an improvement could mean anything from you know just a quicker erection or maybe a longer lasting erection you know and then with each treatment the thought that is that it should just continue to get better
3: I just have one more question. I'm just enthralled. This is so interesting She doesn't even have
1: a penis, and she's talking about it. I think it's interesting.
3: I think the idea that you can use something for, I mean, you could use this technology for so many things. But, like, um, do you, how many, what percentage of clients, because you see them for a long time then, I mean, for six weeks, Mm -hmm. how many of them say, I think this is working while they're there?
0: Um, the the vast majority. Um, That's awesome. It is, yeah. Yeah, so there's over you know this is this is evidence based. There's over fifty clinical studies that show the effectiveness. Um, and in those studies, you know every you know study varies, but uh, the effectiveness ranges anywhere from sixty to seventy percent for some studies, and other studies show eighty percent and more. Um, those studies are linked on our website. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, just to make sure that we're, you know, seeing improvement and, and, you know, doing what we're supposed to be doing. You know, Tom had a, a blood flow assessment at the first visit, and everyone is going to get that. It's a, it's a free, uh, free blood flow assessment. But we do that again halfway through, so mm-hmm. after the sixth treatment, and then again at the last treatment to make sure that we're seeing a visible improvement in blood flow.
1: Emily, could you do me a favor the next time when I come in? I'll see you tomorrow, as a matter of fact. I think got like a 4 o'clock, 4.30 appointment, something like that. Could yeah. you do that on my head, too, to get the blood thrown <laughs> through my brain? Because that's not working that great, that's, either.
3: That sounds great. Yeah, I'll I get that, too. How, I don't
0: know how good that's going to
1: be. <laughs> that's not going to work for you. I will tell you, honest to God, Emily, I, I well, next time we got to have you come in because it, you, you should meet Rudy and you should meet Brittany, and we could have some... Take some calls because I think there is a fear of this kind of thing that men maybe don't want to step up and say, hey, I don't need that. Everything's fine. All the rest of it. I'm here to tell yeah. you there's no pain. It takes, like I said, at the most, it takes 20 to 25 minutes. For me, it takes, like I said, about one minute. That's it. You know, no, that, mine, mine do go about, I think, 15 to 20 minutes, something like that. It's non-invasive. We've talked about this before. The people are very, very pleasant. You know, sometimes you walk into even some doctor's office and you feel this little discomfort. You feel uncomfortable. There's none of that. You guys do are very, very professional. You do a nice job. I will see you tomorrow. But maybe, like, can you come on next week? Come come into the studio next week. That'd be great because then you could have Brittany torture you the whole time.
3: (laughs) I'm
0: enthralled. I'd, I'd love to. Yeah. And, and it is, you know, it is embarrassing for a lot of people, but, you know, just know that we're, we're all trained medical professionals. We're, we're trained in this procedure. Um, you know, it's, we, we encourage you to come in and bring your partners in. It seems like, um, that's, you know, really encouraging for people when their partner is with and can see what we're doing. And, um, uh, just know that, Uh, You know, we offer a free initial visit, which includes a free medical consultation and Mm -hmm. blood flow assessment. And right now we have a special limited time offer where when you book a free initial assessment and consultation, we'll give you one treatment for free.
1: I think it's wonderful. 952, nine five two nine. Excuse me. Nine five two three nine five four three four six. Go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. That is TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Uh, Be sure to tell them that Tom Bernard sent you. But Emily, we will see you in studio next week. Uh, I, I, what I'm trying to do here is tell them, look, I've been. I'm about one through it. I've had a couple of things. It's there's really not a problem. It's very comfortable. You guys are very professional. There's not. I suppose, but as you said, even if you do, because I did not have any pain. But even if you Mm -hmm. did, they can back it off to make sure you don't have any pain. They'll take care of you over there. Uh, Acoustic wave therapy works very well, and it's a help. And I'll close with this. This is a true story, and I think I told a couple of people over there Um, when I was contacted about endorsing. You know, the whole the whole shoot and match. Yeah. uh, Twin Cities Premier Health and all the rest of it. Um, it was literally a coincidence because about two days earlier, and one thing I need to mention before you go, and I know we got to get going here, but one thing I got to tell you guys that you really are going to like about this. And Emily, you got to back me up on this because you guys told me this. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. I, I had to go home and say, Catherine, uh, you know, I know this is going to be a lot of pressure on and stuff, but I'm doing these, uh, treatments for the next 12 weeks and I, I put it all together, and they recommend that in the 12 weeks we're supposed to have sex 36 times. So that's my <laughs> favorite part of yep. Twin Cities Premier. health There Alpha. you go. <laughs> yep. just, that's right. Honey, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to push you. I just say it. Oh, it it's just there, we got to. It has to happen, honey. I'm just telling you. Yep. If
0: but, you want, I'll write a prescription.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a prescription to hand to Catherine. I cannot wait to see you in studio. But seriously, I literally... We, we had this date planned and all the rest of it, and I don't want to do this. Anything. And I, I talked to doctors about this. I took the little blue pill because we mm-hmm. were going to go to dinner and, you know, go home and have a little intimate relations. I adore my wife. And she's far too good for me is the best way to put it. So I'm on my way home from work. i got to get a call from Kathy. He goes, oh, honey, I'm sorry to change our plans, but um, a friend of mine needs my help with something, so I'm going to go grab a little dinner with them if that's all right with you. That was the last time I ever took a little blue pill and sat there by myself at the house staring (laughs) at the television. And I don't have, you know, I was watching, I think Sea Hunt or something, I don't know. Maybe it was the Andy Griffith show, but I never did like taking those pills, Emily. Is that pretty common with guys?
0: Yeah, it's very common, and you, yeah. know, there's, you really lose all spontaneity when yes. you have to take those pills. Yep. And, and what can happen is it, they don't treat the underlying issue. And um, so over time, the, the plaque buildup is just going to get worse, and those pills are, are going to stop working.
1: I love it. Emily, we will see you tomorrow, and then we'll see you in studio next week. Sounds great. Thank you very much. You did a great You're very good at this, by the way. Have you been doing this for a while?
3: Nope, this is my first time. Bye, Emily. Great job. (laughs)
1: We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See, that's what I love to do is find out if our advertisers have a sense of humor, and we found out today.
3: Yeah, and you know what? (laughs) Man, if it's mechanical, the issue... And it's fixable.
1: It's all plaque.
3: That's nothing. It like, literally
1: is all plaque. That's what the whole thing. The older you get, you're going to build up plaque in def- different parts of your body. Yeah, that's, no, it's all, it
3: it's all blood vessel esque. That's very. I'm very enthralled. I want to like look into this uh, when it comes to just how how they use this technology everywhere. But that's so cool. Yeah. If you have that simple problem and you're living with that, how that that's that's cool. What a neat. I did not think I would find that as enthralling as I did. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. What I do was, think we're
1: going to do a Emily, we can't joke oh, just around thought, at all. This is very serious. I just
3: thought this wouldn't have anything to do with me. So I was kind of like sitting there, and I'm like, Everything Wait.
1: has something to do with you. Oh, what I, are you
3: talking about? I make sure it does. Whether
1: I want it to or not. <laughs> See, I knew. Everything.
3: <laughs> that was so interesting.
1: You know how much that pissed me off, though? I took that damn little blue pill. I'm sitting oh, there with Oh, my God.
3: Those... I've heard stories like that oh, all the God, time. God, I like, hated that. No, date night... Needs to happen or maybe please, please let it happen.
1: Could you come home
3: early? And those things aren't cheap either. Oh, God,
1: no, they are not. So, yeah, this is working very, very well for me. And look, I don't endorse products if they don't work. I just, you've known me for 52 years doing this kind of thing. And if it didn't work, I'm not gonna tell you it works. I'm not gonna lie for money. I don't need to lie for money. Yeah. Well, I mean I have to say that I like Britney, but it's not true, but Yeah, there's a
3: lot of money the liking me. Lots <laughs> a lot of lot money. Of dough tied Lots into of cash money.
1: All right. We better take a break here. Thank you for your patience with that. But she yeah, honest to great. God, and I'm not I, this has nothing to do with anything. I'm just throwing it out there because it's part of being alive in the world. Yeah. And I suppose being heterosexual too.
3: Or or either, oh, oh, for your existence. Both women
1: who work there are like stunning, which really is interesting.
3: It's fine. I get to
1: walk in here, two beautiful women, I'm dropping trout. But
3: you think everybody's beautiful.
1: I do not.
3: You think a lot of people are beautiful.
1: If they are.
3: You and Bob Sansomir, like Bob Sansomir, once we were on vacation and he was like, I feel like everybody's just getting more attractive. Oh, I
1: think that is true. Yeah. And I don't mean that in like a a weird
3: sexist way, but I, I feel like. Liar. Yeah.
1: You did this on purpose.
3: And I liked it.
1: <laughs> did you like it? Oh god, I got I, I have the wrong spot up here. I got to get this taken care of. Talk amongst yourselves for 2 seconds cuz I got I got Man, we're we're doing very well. This this is this business is working, Have you noticed that.
2: Uh, yeah, we're loaded for bear today when uh, Brittany walked in uh, to the <laughs> studio. I said, "Hey, who's ready to do some light lifting today because we are packed every single hour." Yeah, a lot like of, Yeah, bear.
1: yeah, we are. Yep. Which is a great thing. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely. that's wonderful. Yeah. No question about it. All right, we'll be right back in just a couple of seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt coming up. Speaking of beautiful women like Brittany. Shut up. <laughs> what did she just tell me to shut up? I'll give her a compliment. Shut up. Why do I have to shut up when I'm complimenting you? Listen, you hag. Oh, she didn't hear that part. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again to Emily from... Uh, And again, it's just such a thrill to to work with really decent people. Don't you think?
2: Absolutely. I love it.
1: Uh, Terrific person. I'm just now at the end of my 60-day weight loss program with mnfatloss.com. I've lost over 25 pounds, and I feel fantastic. Getting around is just a lot easier. My clothes fit better. There just really isn't a downside to losing the weight. Now I'll be going into the maintenance phase of the MN Fat Loss uh, program, adding in a few more food choices to the mix. I've loved the program so much that I'm planning to go back to the weight loss program with the goal of losing another 25 or so. You will absolutely be able to lose weight like I've done and still enjoy the foods you love this summer. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, just like I'm doing, that's about a pound of fat every day. No exercise required. To schedule your free consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. That is mnfatloss.com results may vary be sure to tell them tell the team there as a matter of fact at mnfatloss.com that tom bernard sent you when you need
6: someone to listen a lawyer you know and trust if you've never been in an auto accident it's hard to know what to expect from the insurance adjuster here are some tips one if they talk to you about whether or not you should hire a lawyer it's a good sign that you probably should Two, it's illegal for them to give you any legal advice. They aren't lawyers, and they aren't licensed to practice law. Three, if they tell you that everyone involved in the accident is at fault, they're wrong. This comes from the belief that you're at fault for just being on the road. That's nonsense and not supported by any law. Finally, remember that friendly adjusters are often just gaining information. They want you to do most of the talking so they can file their report. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us.
4: Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com.
5: Seeking justice for the
2: injured, Bradshaw and Bryant. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show podcast.
1: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We we're just talking about wonderful, great women, and and then I this' and has is. to pop on and ruin it. Oh, I can't hear. Her.
2: Yeah, not yet. Hang got at it. Oh, you got <laughs> it. Oh, now I think Brittany's up now. Oh no, now we got it. Okay, there we go. We're good.
3: I think we both muted yeah, it, yeah. which meant that we didn't. Go.
2: Now we got. Now we got her. There, there you go. go. She's
1: not talking now. She refuses to talk. No, I'm not No,
4: I was yet. just going to say every morning I'm ruining it.
1: Well, that's a, it's only been 11 years now.
4: I know. How dare <laughs> I stick around where I'm not wanted.
1: People do bring that up to me, by the way, out on the street. They're going, Bernard, let me ask you a question. You worked with someone for 11 years and had no idea what they looked like? I said, yeah, that is kind of weird, isn't <laughs> it?
0: <laughs> it is. Like, like if you really think about it, you're like, what? How did that happen? <laughs> I
1: know. It's not not the greatest record you got there, Tom, but what are you going to do? So what's the late? Oh, Catherine and I, by the way, went back to shrinking because we saw a couple episodes we didn't like. There was a lot of silliness, and I, they were not very good. I think there was episode three and four. Watched episode five last night. It was terrific.
4: It's a great series. It you was know, really we were, good. I know we were talking about it on the family yesterday yeah, and you, you got, I think Catherine had mentioned that she was like, we had dropped out. I'm like, keep going, keep going. Yeah. It really is a good show. And I love that. Even Harrison Ford's embracing TV. I mean, if you had said yes. that 10 years ago, like yep. if you're going to see Harrison Ford in a television series. I would have laughed. I'm like, he's a movie star.
1: Who put that cast together? Because whoever did, did a hell of a job.
4: It's the same crew for Ted Lasso. Oh
1: Jesus. What a shock. There's a shock. <laughs> No, it's it, they did a great job. That that cast, the the young black woman who's a psychologist.
3: Oh, she's so good. She's unbelievable. So good. She's, she's amazing. So get good. Get the hell
1: out of my house. Uh, Wait a you minute, go. you're a psychologist. You're supposed to be even keel. She says, get the hell out of my house.
3: I love, I love how she had that big thing of water, and that was like her narrative for so long. It was just like, I drink water. I put stickers on it. And then she was trying to get Harrison Ford to drink water. I yes. Thought, it was. It's a, It's just fun. Is it unrealistic? Uh, repertoire. Uh, you know, back and forth. Yes, but it's fun. You know, it's that Cougar Town fun.
4: Yeah, and that's exactly it. And I know you didn't love Ted Lasso, but I think if you look at the characters and the actors they put together, even for that show, you can see where that carries over into Shrinking. Like they have a really specific look an idea of like who each actor he needs to embody and i think that's what i love the characters are really fully realized and developed
1: no i don't think there's any qu harrison ford is so good you have a hard time remembering that he's acting yes god is he good
4: i mean if we do have an emmy awards which is part of some of the the news right. i have today um the it would be really interesting to see harrison ford at the emmy awards to be honest oh, like god, that's not yes. something that is normal like we don't See him hanging out with the rest of the, the TV world.
1: I still love telling that story because many, many years ago, Chris Ford and I—Jesus, I, Jesus, I it was about a hundred years ago, I guess it was—working with a guy named Chris Ford out in Los Angeles, just having a great time and blah blah blah. And he said, "So Tom, you're in. So you're in radio too?" And I said, "Yeah, I, I do radio back in the Twin Cities." He said, "My son is thinking about getting in. He's taking some acting lessons. Thinking about maybe getting into uh, uh, maybe." even some acting. His son was Harrison Ford. <laughs> so it kind of worked wow. out pretty well for him.
4: Panned out, didn't it? <laughs> kind
1: of panned out for Chris Ford and his young boy <laughs> he Harrison. He
4: famous in his 30s. He was not someone that was, you know, very, right. very, very young and famous. That's he exactly was a carpenter right. for a long time and, and made furniture for a lot of famous people before he became famous.
1: That would have been like 1975, right around there. That sounds right, doesn't it? Because Star Wars came out in 77, didn't it? I think so. Yeah, so that was almost 50 years ago, for Christ's sake. I didn't even think about that, but it was, yeah. But he was very, very happy and very, very proud. My son wants to get into entertainment. Maybe maybe you could talk to him about getting into radio. (laughs) I never did, obviously, but what a cool story. He didn't
2: need
4: you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he didn't need Uncle Tom, so don't worry about that. But in any case, so, yeah, I, I followed you guys. That's one thing I will tell you that, that my coworkers, if they tell me, because you and Rudy and Brittany and everybody tells me, oh, you should give it a whirl, give it a shot. So I do, and a lot of times it does pay off because the, those two episodes I did not like at all. They were way too silly for me. I'm not a big silly guy, but um, that episode yesterday, I, I believe it was episode five, was terrific, really good.
4: Yeah, it's such a good series. I'm glad you're giving it an, a second look cuz it it certainly deserves it.
1: It does indeed anything else that I've ruined in my own life that I should bring back?
4: <laughs> well, the, at least tonight there's a premiere. Um it's actually already streaming. It's The Full Monty has returned. So, really? if anyone saw the 1997 film, they're mm-hmm. now doing a TV series on Hulu. It's 8 episodes. And it follows up with the men 26 years later. And if you remember, they were from like an English steel town and they were stripping for the ladies at their local theater uh, to make some extra money. Um, This time around, things are a little bit more bleak in their town. You know, it's kind of run down. The theater where they used to perform, that's no longer there. Um, So you kind of catch up with their lives. But it is still so charming. And I think what made the first the movie work in 1997 is what makes this series work as well. Right. I think you'll enjoy it. I know you love British comedy. So I
1: do. I have absolutely love British comedy. Even there are shows. I'm trying to think, I can't remember the name of the show, but it's a British show, mostly women. Matter of fact, it's almost all women and I love it. It's hilarious but i got to have the uh, little descriptor on there because I cannot understand a damn word they're saying. <laughs> like, oh, you need the subtitles
4: uh, bad?
3: Oh, I
1: need them bad on that show. When so, I
4: watched Billy Elliot the movie, yes. that well, I had no idea. <laughs> I just kept the subtitles on the whole time. I'm like, what are you saying? Uh, the only thing I heard was Billy! And other than that, I don't know what else was, they were saying.
1: That's the problem <laughs> right there. Yeah, I do. I can't remember the name of the show, but it's really, really good. It's all women... Uh, talking to each other. And as it turns out, I think at the very beginning, one woman's husband cheats on her and then marries her best friend. And it was it's very, very involved, and it's very funny. And there's another woman in there that, let me put it this way, I don't think I'd want to fight her. She's got an edge to her. I might get my ass kicked, if you know what I'm saying. She's really good, really good. So, yeah. I mean, there is there is so much out there. watched an episode last night. We haven't watched it in a couple of months now, and I don't know why. But we we'll watched an episode of Cobra Kai last night. No, it's not for everybody. It's that not, is
4: such a good series. It's a great and, you know, series. What I love about Cobra Kai, and I, we haven't talked about that in a hot minute or right, two. Um, right. What I love about Cobra Kai is that it is consistently good. It's yep. a series that... Um, it, doesn't have, you know, sometimes there's an uneven season where you're like, you come out strong with season one and then it's okay in the second season. You're like, oh, let me, I'll, I'll go through to season three and then th- season three is good. This one has been consistently a winner. Yes. And I, I think that they, it's it's hard to do a revival and still really feel that you feel connected to the characters that you knew from the original movies, which is, you know, obviously the Karate Kid. And this one just makes everyone's so charming in their own way even when they're flawed even when they're villains you're still you still like them
1: yeah i mean seriously what's the tall the tall guy with the gray hair's name what's his name again the guy that's constantly battling
4: yes um
1: i can't think of his name i can't think
4: of his name either and he was on dancing with the stars
1: yeah that guy yep that's that guy
4: I want to say it's William.
1: I cannot remember his name, but he, he is such a prick on that show. Oh, God.
4: No, I'm going to look it up because it's <clears throat> going to drive me nuts because I should totally know his name. Cobra Kai. They are, you know, speaking of them, they unfortunately, um, their final season has been disrupted by the writer's strike. Oh,
1: um, is that sick? Yes,
4: to gonna, it's going to be a hot minute. Martin Cove. Martin Cove. Oh, Martin course. Cove's great. Yeah.
1: He's not um, on it much anymore in the, in the, what is it, the fifth season?
4: No, he's not.
1: I don't, did he get sick or something?
4: No, I just think it's where, like, the, the characters, where they've taken them.
1: The reason I ask you that is that we had him on the, uh, well, I was, I was still on the morning show back then. I was still doing radio back then. You ever heard of radio? I used what? to do that back in the day. No way. <laughs> but in any case, we had Martin Cove on the show, and he had to have his daughter on with him because a lot of times he couldn't understand what you were saying.
4: Oh maybe he has i um, hearing issues
1: yeah maybe That's he possible. does but but it was really kind of sad that because I'd ask him a question and then he'd go he'd go to his daughter what what did he say and yeah it's because I've always liked him he's been a he's a really good prick he's
4: really kind of a marshmallow in person like he's very really sweet. Yeah, Aww. he's very, very sweet. Nice to um, hear. And, and on Dancing with the Stars, he struggled with the choreography. He—he's not. Um, it's funny because they obviously design stunts or design movement on Cobra Kai around him very well to make it look like he's very virile and strong. And you know, he doesn't move as well as you would think. So. Uh, dancing was definitely a struggle for him but he like just they kept on playing into the cobra kai character and he lasted a couple weeks and it was fine but um i just think he's uh, maybe a little bit more fragile than what we see on
1: yeah cobra i Draft. think you're absolutely right i think he is fragile that's a good way to put it but, yeah, yeah and i
4: think they're shooting around him really well so yep. you don't just for us watching as an audience member we have no idea which is fine did was the show you were talking about prior about the british show was that
3: absolutely fabulous no that but that's a great show. That's too. a good one, too. Alistair a a really really wrote show. in and asked that.
4: Nicole did. Oh, um, God, I did. was, yeah. yeah, that was like a pop culture moment. Yes. Oh,
1: God, yes. The okay. drinking was good on that show.
4: <laughs> yes, it was.
1: <laughs> Those women like to drink, I'll tell you that.
4: Yes, it was. Yeah, very um, good. But just sort of talking about, I want to just kind of like touch upon the writer's strike because we sure. haven't talked about it this week. We are in week seven, but we're starting to see the effects and this is where I start like raising the red flag a little bit because um, CBS, which had said, you know We're going forward with our full fall scripted schedule. They have now said, okay, it's like most likely going to be unscripted to start. And as a result, they've pushed all of their like normal summer shows that they do like big brother to like August premieres so that they will bleed into the fall because they're not going to have any shows ready. They have nothing banked in terms of scripted Mm -hmm. for the fall. Um, We're going to see things ready for this because this makes me cringe because I'm like, this is how desperate they are. They're going to supersize Survivor, They're going to supersize Amazing Race. They're going to make them 90 minutes each oh. uh, to sort of, yeah, extend the time. They're going to do Ready for This, the Price is Right specials. Let's make a deal special. Oh,
2: God. Yeah. Ugh.
4: So I'm telling you, we have kind of reached the point of no return with these strikes. And, and I say strikes plural because we now have two weeks left before... SAG has to have a buttoned up contract with the producers before the actors go out on strike and publicists are now getting stressed out Yeah, because you have all of these summer movies and this is big money at the box office and you need to do promotional tours, press junkets, all of that. They have to get them all done before June 30th, even if the movie comes out in August, just in case there's a, an actor strike because mm-hmm. the actors will not be able to promote these movies if they are on strike God. so yeah so now there's a scramble in this next two weeks like actors are all they're doing is like interviews promotions everything yeah that's so a, also uh, a warning to all of you this could affect you guys too
1: oh yeah well i know yeah yeah we've been so. through sag and after strikes before believe me
4: Yeah, because in just in terms of, you know, trying to get actors to come on and talk about a TV show and a movie, they're not going to do it throughout the strike.
1: Nope. That's going to be amazing. Uh, It's too bad. It's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. And I I just so what what is the big problem? What's the big chasm between the, the studios and the actors?
4: Um, it's similar to the writers, uh, residuals on the streaming network, they're making pennies on the dollar pennies, Mm -hmm. pennies. I'm, I'm, and I'm serious (laughs) when I'm talking about that compared to what you would make on a broadcast show. And in fact, you know, a lot of the writers are talking about this. They're like, I did a show back in 2002 and I'm making more residuals off of that show that is over 20 years old than the big, like blockbuster, like stranger things that I just did A couple years ago and that shouldn't be happening so um it's it's one of those situations where you know the inequity and and it's part of the union's fault because they make concessions thinking it's new technology yeah you can just give us this and once it gets up and running we'll renegotiate you get to the point the producers don't want to renegotiate they're making the money
1: they're making all the money that's exactly right
4: yeah Um, sure and of course ai is the other is the other big issue
1: Oh, yeah, because, boy, more and more people are being terrified. But I saw a woman last night on the national news that she got a call from her daughter that she'd been kidnapped and she was crying, and she said it was her talking, it was her crying, she was it was not her, it was AI. That's and they spoofed scary. their phone number, right? Yeah. I mean, that is terrifying.
4: That is terrifying.
1: Because there's no question it was her that was talking and crying, but it was an AI version of her.
4: Well, and think about all of us. We're on talking every single day. Do you know how easy it is to spoof all four of our voices?
1: Well, not Brittany's. That's too weird.
4: Not mine.
1: (laughs) I'm going to never
4: give them a good copy. (laughs) Do I now have to start talking really weird?
1: Yes, exactly.
4: Yes, start.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She just took a shot at you.
4: (laughs) I'm okay with that. I'm like, I'm so honored.
1: (laughs) That all worked out in the end. We do have to take a break here. You can hang with us though, aren't you? Yep. I like I like the way and by the way, yesterday on the on the family show, with you and Timmy both on for an hour, that's quite a show now.
4: It's a power hour.
1: It's a power it's the power hour on the family podcast, but that was that was a lot of fun, so I wanted to bring that up to you. Okay. And we'll be right back with Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, My Pillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make my slippers, the number one selling my pillow product. And I have a feeling you want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code, Tom, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout, these will sell out. Trust me, my slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all-new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast Square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for $25, regularly priced at $149.98, limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM for this incredible offer. These won't last long, so please do order now.
6: When you need someone to listen a lawyer you know and trust If you've never been in an auto accident it's hard to know what to expect from the insurance adjuster Here are some tips 1 if they talk to you about whether or not you should hire a lawyer it's a good sign that you probably should 2 it's illegal for them to give you any legal advice they aren't lawyers and they aren't licensed to practice law 3 if they tell you that everyone involved in the accident is at fault they're wrong this comes from the belief that you're at fault for just being on the road. That's nonsense and not supported by any law. Finally, remember that friendly adjusters are often just gaining information. They want you to do most of the talking so they can file their report. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us.
4: Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com.
5: Seeking justice for the injured. And
6: Bryant.
3: Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American
1: Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company.
3: As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses.
1: And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new, inexperienced banker.
3: In fact,
1: So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender.
2: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
1: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Got a couple of text messages uh, while we're in break there. One that made me depressed as hell. Friend of mine goes, Tom, uh, you were a couple years off. That wasn't 1975, it was 1972. That was 51 years ago. Holy buckets. Jesus. That was a 20-year-old boy. I thought it was 75 I, because his first movie was American Graffiti, and that was 73.
4: Oh, that's right.
1: So it was 72. It wasn't 75. <laughs> Jeez. But was he in anything much in that four-year period between 73 and 77? I don't remember him being in anything else, actually.
2: American Graffiti, and oh, I think he played like a like a background. Didn't he play like a uh, like a bellboy in a movie? Right? Oh, did he? I think he played like a bellboy. He had one line or like a half a line, or he gave a look. Oh, you know what it was? He went. He played like a bellboy, and somebody had told him after they had uh, he had done the movie. He went to like the executive. They called him in, and this executive said, uh, "You're never gonna make it." Yeah. Because uh, yep. because the reason is is we. Uh, we got uh, so-and-so, some other actor at the time. who's was a big, hot actor. And he's like, he's good-looking, and he's charismatic or whatever. And, and his response was, well, I thought you wanted a bellboy.
6: Yeah. Right. I played a
2: bellboy. I right. played the best bellboy. And then, yeah, whatever, three years later, boom, Star Wars hits.
3: Dead heat on a merry-go-round. Ah, was there that, it is. Was the yeah. So
2: what
1: year was that?
3: That was 1966. No. But he was obviously trying to be in the industry. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, small.
4: If he's taking small parts. That's...
1: 1966. What was he? About 11. He's 80. He's, 80? he's oh, 80. He's 80. I'm going home and going to bed. Jesus, tell like, him. What are you
4: talking about? He's 80. He's older but than she... you.
1: Oh, that's how we're gonna present this. No,
4: but he, but
1: <laughs> he's funny. even older than you. I Tom.
4: didn't know that was possible to be older than you. I
5: didn't either. No,
4: but Tom, think about this. God. you were being someone was asking you for advice for him, and in your head, you've been thinking all these decades. Yeah, Carol. decades. It was like this kid that was like ten years younger than you.
1: Well, the, yes, that's exactly right. That's a, you're hundred your percent right. I thought he was younger than me.
4: He is your elder. He's eighty. It reframes the whole story, doesn't it?
1: I hate him now. But
4: it also makes sense where (laughs) he didn't become really famous until his, I I think it was his early early 30s, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, American Graffiti, but I will tell you, every person, well, Doug Sprinthal, who uh, Car Selling Secrets better be coming back, Sprinthal, we need you on Car Selling Secrets on the Family Podcast, and up here on this show, too, you Pill. Um, Doug Sprinthal, Harrison Ford's breakthrough is American Graffiti and I thought he was terrible in it because <laughs> most, people, most people thought he was, what color is that car what a piss yellow or puke puce or what did, what did he say
3: that's impressive that you know his lines
1: I think it was yeah. piss that's... yellow or puke puce I think is what he said that your car was or the other guy's car was but I cannot believe that was a half a century ago
4: but doesn't that reframe oh. the entire story for you, it, I think it would
1: I was a baby.
4: You were a baby, but he was a, a sort of baby.
1: Yeah, he was even. Yeah, he was. Well, he would have been. A, you what, thought he about was a baby, baby He'd have been he about 28, 29 then, right? Yeah. What did you say? Yeah. Sixty-six was when when that was. You said the sixty-six when he was a bellboy. Yeah, nineteen
2: sixty-six. Nineteen
1: sixty-six. So he so was born in nineteen forty-one. You're saying or forty-three? Born maybe in forty-two. Forty-two. So Jesus, he was not very old. He was 24 years old. Well, he's playing a bellboy, though. I suppose 24 years old for a bellboy. 23, maybe. Mm-hmm. I guess.
3: How do you remember this? It, I just looked up this line because I was like, "Why do you remember? You remember this line from a movie that you did forgot existed two seconds ago, and then you pulled up the line." And I pulled up the line, and you were so close to it that it's oh, what was it actually? Scary. Ha ha. That's pretty good. Say, I like the color of your car, there, man. What's supposed to be sort of a cross between piss yellow and puke green, ain't it? I thought it was puke puce. Either way, you really were I mean, why do you know that? Like what is your what is in your brain that's like, oh yeah, I forgot the movie existed.
2: I'm mentally ill. Do you never know that? (laughs) You're so lied. Like Yeah. That's wild. There's something about men's brains that are able to keep this information because I forget my daughter's middle name, but I can tell you every <laughs> line from He-Man from when I was seven. Well, there you go. not wild? Yeah.
4: We'll forget. Yeah, I'm like, my husband, I'll be like sending him to the store. I'm like, buy these three things, and I know that there is a phone call coming yeah. two you minutes know, later. I
1: can be honest with you and tell you how that happened. This is a true story, by the way, This shows you how people can come together and develop this wonderful thing. I was talking to a nice man. Again, I talk about Desnicks once in a while. He used to be at the corner of Penn Avenue in, in Plymouth in North Minneapolis. And uh, I was talking to a man in front of there, a nice Jewish man, and I say that because he brought it up. He said, Tom, you have to understand something. You have to know a lot more than everybody else or they will bury you. That's what he told me, and I'll never, I was a kid when he told me that. I was probably 11, maybe 12. And he said, you have to understand everything, read everything, know everything, and remember everything, or they will bury you. Who's they? Uh, same people who are like buying people's votes by kissing their ass. Those kind of people. Mm. You know, they're going to take advantage of you, I think. I, and by they, I just think he meant everybody.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, look at the money grubbing that goes on in this world. People will do anything for money. So you have to be smarter than them and... I have a lot more knowledge of the past and look toward the future. And he taught me that a long time ago. And he taught me a couple of tricks on how to do it. Uh-huh. So th- he's long dead, unfortunately. But Muttle, we loved you.
2: His second piece of advice was and if you don't know everything, pretend like you do. And just pretend like you do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: exactly right. That, it that's till most you make people. It. But there are there are there some on. tricks with retention that that you can play. I, I you know I really haven't thought about it much, but he, he taught me a few tricks about retention that really they've worked forever in my whole life. And and it was just that, that he was concerned about a young boy uh, on Plymouth Avenue. It was great. It was a wonderful wonderful thing. Yet another thing, uh, Kristen. You might have heard this. You might not have heard this. But uh, it was Sagey's fifth birthday yesterday. Third generation now. We bought him. Uh, a box, Mousetrap. You ever play the game Mousetrap? Yes, it's a he, classic game. He is so excited about it. I loved it. Catherine loved it. Our daughter loved it. Our son loved it. And now our grandchildren love it. He was so excited and fawny too, his older sister. They were so, we're going to go home and play Mousetrap. Oh, I love that.
4: Because <laughs> they the love the box. board games. I feel like they just yeah. get cast aside these days, but I, I can play them for hours.
1: That's exactly it. So, two things that we learned you can make kids happy by buying a mousetrap and pay attention to your elders and learn how to retain uh, you know learn retention because it's only going to help you in the long run right
4: That's three things
1: that is now it's three things i can't remember my math very well i can remember <laughs> everything but how to do addition
4: Meh. we'll get you some <laughs> new math you'll be fine um, that's exactly I have an update it. from yesterday's story on Wheel of Fortune, and this is probably the most oh. I'll ever talk about Wheel of Fortune in my entire sure, life. Sure. But you know how we were talking? I said, doesn't it feel like like a natural fit to have Vanna slide over to the host role, and then Maggie Sajak slide into the Vanna role? Yeah. Well, it turns out that they're already talking to another celebrity host, um, Ryan Seacrest.
1: No, no, no. That's a bad call. He that's has no what I personality. Say too. He's a terrible personality.
4: And you know who else threw their name in the hat? Whoopi Goldberg. She wants the job too.
1: No, she's horrible too. They're both, no, neither one. They'd both be terrible.
4: Yeah, this is what I was saying. I'm like, why don't they just go with the obvious choice, which I think will be seamless for viewers? Like, you keep Vanna there and then you slide in Maggie and we're all good. Yeah. And then when Vanna retires, Maggie can take over. She can be a Nepo baby and relish in all of that, but she knows the show really well. But I feel like... I even felt like when Ryan Seacrest went to the morning show with Kelly Ripa, I felt like he got completely lost. And I was like, I forgot all about him for years. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like he's trying to move back to the forefront. And I know he has American Idol, and he's great at American Idol, but I just feel like he... He'll take the job if he's offered it. He's never made an impression
3: on me ever. And do you think that's a good sign with somebody who's relying on their personalities? Like, I I don't feel like I know anything about him. I don't think I have any feeling of any connection with him whatsoever. I think cold.
4: That's it. And you should have had a connection with him if he had done his job right on live with kelly and ryan yeah yes, now, absolutely Mark yeah because that is the type of show where you go on you've got 15 minutes of like unscripted ad-lib this is we went to dinner last night and we did yes. this and all that you tell the stories and none of us can probably offer up a story other than he had like random girlfriends that sort of like moved with him to new york one of them became a chef then he broke up with her i mean that's all i know and i mean Keep in mind, you're sitting next to Kelly, who just oozes personality.
3: I mean, she just has so much likability. You just, like, you can't help it. Even if you want to hate her, you go, all right, you're pretty cute and fun. She's funny. She's funny. And, and she
4: really doesn't take herself too seriously. And, God, I know everything about her sex life with Mark and Swilly. Right?
3: Right? <laughs> and so, like, which is unique because usually people in TV don't give you any of their inside life. Um, and so I just, I just man, I... I honestly am so blah about Seacrest doing anything. I
1: agree. So. Yeah, I agree.
4: And that's what makes me think. I'm like, Sony is going to make a second mistake after they did this with the whole Jeopardy situation, you know, dragging it out with all of the celebrity hosts and then just having the, you know, executive producer go no it's my job and then he comes in and takes it over and then he had the mess and they have to bring in other people and and it's fine now with mayam and ken jennings but they went through a lot of chaos to get to the place of you know moving forward uh, in Alex Trebek's legacy, you know, walking in those footsteps, they're gonna wind up doing the same thing with Pat Sajak. What, you is, what is it
3: about Seacrest in Hollywood that they want to make him happen so badly? Like, did he kill a bunch of goats and has a deal with the devil? Because why? Why are they always like trying to shove him down our throats?
4: I would love to know the answer to this because I think he's really good on Idol. I think he he serves the project very well, but he tried to do a daytime talk show. I don't know if anyone remembers that. That was like the early aughts. He had his own studio at Hollywood and Highland. He then went to E! News and tried to make sort of like the E! News happen. And he was, I didn't love him on the red carpet. I always preferred Juliana Rancic. Absolutely. You know, doing the interviews. And then uh, and then he moves to live because, you know, the E! thing was starting to dwindle. And it's like, I feel like he like tries all these things and it never really latches on. Uh, he's fine on New Year's Eve, The you know, Dick Clark's rocking New Year's Eve. Fine is fine. And you can be fine, fine in
3: that role. Fine. Just like American Idol, be fine in that role. That's fine. But yeah, I I feel like he's got to be, there's got to be, does he have dirt on everybody? Like, how is he getting these
4: jobs constantly? I mean, he is a multi-millionaire several times over, thanks to the Kardashians, because he is the producer of that show, not only on E! but also on Hulu. So he doesn't need the money. I don't understand why he's constantly trying to catch fame. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. It's a weird thing to me.
1: That's it. He wants to be famous. Some people have to be famous. It's really weird. And his weird. radio
4: show is still on the air, too. I mean, that has been consistent for decades. Yeah.
1: Is it on in this market?
4: Yeah, they replay it in this market,
3: mm-hmm. yes. They do,
1: okay. I've never heard of it. Is he any good?
3: He's fine.
2: I, yeah, I don't mind. I don't <laughs> so much mind the radio show. I, I think he's a good broadcaster. Or but I think he? he's okay. also very guarded, and that's yeah. what his—that's his downfall. Is that his like ability just isn't there? People don't yeah. know him. Like, like Britney yeah. said, he's cold. Yeah. Like, people don't really get him.
3: It's like I—that's nah. where I think honestly, you want to replace somebody with AI. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, like have a, thats thats where you can go. Put in a robot. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Put my Roomba
4: with like a little voice box, and I'd watch that. Done.
1: Yeah, you and I think
4: that's it. I think you've, you've like really hit the nail on the head there, Rudy, because it's, it's one of those situations he's been in these positions where you do have to say like, this is what's happening in my personal life. You don't have to give up everything, yeah. but you have to offer up some little morsel or tidbit that feels authentic and genuine that we feel connected to.
2: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show.
0: The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and
2: anytime on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.